Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Welcome to Conspiracy, the show, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Connor McSpadden. Hey, everybody. I am keeping that vape noise in. I hope the mic (laughs) picked it up. I really hope. Okay. Welcome to Conspiracy, the show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm Connor McSpadden. How's it going, man? Good, dude. Just you just kinda... got home on home from the road. Home from the road. Uh, <laughs> I made a couple stops uh, that were uh, that were pertinent to this uh, this week's episode. So that, I got myself so a little bit of a background color. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. I went to the uh, the LBJ Library in uh, Austin, which was awesome. Highly recommended if you're in the area. Really? Yeah, some cool shit. A, cu- a couple of cool things I didn't know. They uh, they had uh, something in there that was one of the coolest things I think I've ever seen. Is a uh, JFK had paperweights made uh, to commemorate the Cuban Missile Crisis all 13 <laughs> days. So it's a calendar of the month of October with those 13 days kind of like that's amazing in like bronze. And uh, they had LBJs. He gave them to I think LBJ and all the Joint Chiefs of Staff to kind of try to you know mend uh, mend things after that uh, after that fucking fortnight of hell. But uh, that was that was super dope. What better way to do it than with commemorative paperweights? I mean, uh, that's like that's about as cool as gifts get in the '60s. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he got him hookers too, but you can't exactly put those <laughs> behind plexiglass and charge ten bucks to see him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I've never been to any presidential library. I always so I want to go to all the shitty ones. Like, I want to go to the Bush. You want? I want to go to the Gerald Ford Library. G Dubs. Yeah, the Gerald Ford. I uh, I want to go to all of them. I I it's been a it's been a mission of mine for a while. This is actually the first one I've been to, even in, uh, excluding the ones in California. Because I always fucking I always go on tour and I'm like, oh, I'll be passing through Little Rock. I gotta go see the Clinton Library. And then I'm like, oh, I'm always late because I wake up late and I fucking yeah. stop to pee every forty five minutes. So I actually made the time to go to the LBJ one, and uh, I'm very excited to continue. Uh, Does every president have one? After a certain point, I think. Like, does Harding's incompetent ass have one? I think possibly. I think they started right around, like, Eisenhower, Truman Eisenhower. No, I know Truman has one because I remember he used to work the phones at his own presidential (laughs) library. Because he would, he had like his office there, so people would call in the morning, and then they'd be like, "How do I get to the Truman Library? I want to see where he killed all those Asian people." <laughs> and then uh, they'd realize they're fucking talking to Harry Truman, and That's he's insane. like, "Oh yeah, get off on Fifty Six, and yeah, <laughs> I'll be here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're talking about JFK today. It's it's JFK. It's not JFK month. Uh, in the sense that it's the month he died, that's next month. Yeah, it's JFK month in the sense of those motherfucking documents. Those documents My that man. we're supposed to be getting uh, as of when we're recording this right now, which is October, is it 16th? Uh, it's the 18th today. It is the 18th. But I think they are, uh, they are due to be released on the 26th. Right. So by next week's episode, 
we still won't know because we're recording them both at the same time. <laughs> but if something huge happens, maybe we'll we'll then this will be a, back in a valuable time capsule. Yeah, <laughs> for what what the world used to think about this tragedy. <laughs> well, the thing about those documents these are these though, are the Oliver Stone documents, correct? Like, yeah, uh, you this see is where the, he's like, and I hope that our children on that fateful day will walk in and fucking get be edgy on the internet and you know yeah yeah. Yeah, there. I think the concern is that there's going to be so much, and there's going to be so much like jargon and so many code words, and there's going to be so much redacted, probably. Yeah, that it's going to take months to really, and because journalists are lazy, like me and you, could probably power through reading them in. Yeah, we just need like a weekend a, like or a, something, like a pot of coffee and a, a couple of Ritalin, and we'd fucking yeah. have the case cracked. But. Unfortunately, we've got uh, we've got important things to do, Adam. I mean, we really do. We, I gotta I gotta write my other ISIS podcast, and <laughs> you know you gotta you gotta keep finding like semi ironic T shirts to wear. Exactly. Yeah, it's a full time gig. Well, the, I know what people are most interested about is uh, any information about Oswald's trip to Mexico City and Cuba, right? Yeah, man, all that <laughs> shit. So uh, people are, think there kind of might be something there. That's kind of where the uh, the hope lies. And it is. It does seem like it's the CIA that's kind of sketchy on wanting the shit to come out so yeah it's like uh, you know the cia's girlfriend accused him of cheating on america and was like well yeah just screen screen cap the text and they're like <laughs> why do you need the text i told you you don't trust me i thought we we're <laughs> we we're having a conversation about trust and i was like well yeah it'd be easy to trust you if you'd screen cap <laughs> just send me the his brain what what you lost the brain really that is so crazy that they lost the brain. One of my uh, one of my favorite things about uh, Bill Clinton, a uh, great excuse to bring up an impression that I can actually do, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is uh, he uh, when he took office, he he basically told uh, I forget who he told somebody working under him. He was like, "Find out who killed JFK. I want to know. The people deserve to know." You know. So yeah, and then he, then he was just like, "Yeah, I couldn't uh, couldn't get to the bottom of that one." He just. <laughs> He also met him when he's a little kid. Have you seen that clip? No. Yeah, because he was uh, he was in like some like Arkansas youth leader kind of program or whatever, you know, like like a like, like a scholarship, you know, where they'd send yeah. the kids to meet the president for the photo op. And uh, yeah, you can see video footage of a young Bill Clinton shaking JFK's hand. It's pretty crazy. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Um, so yeah, we're gonna go through. There's so many different conspiracy theories. This... Oh, one more thing. I, I at the LBJ Library, I got a. Uh, I only got one souvenir because they did not have replica paperweights for sale. And if they <laughs> did, you bet your fucking ass, I would have gotten one. I do. I've never had a problem with paper blowing away from my workspace. <laughs> I live in an unventilated side room of a crack house in Echo Park. It is exclusively arid and inhabitable. Uh, but I would have gotten one of those. I got a postcard of LBJ. Uh, swearing in on Air Force One next to Jackie Kennedy. What a horrifying thing to put on a postcard. That is not morbid at all. One of the one of the uh, one of the most uh, horrible pivotal moments in in not only the 20th century, all of human history, and it's on a fucking postcard. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you had like you don't get an inauguration when that happens, right? No, no, you, you don't. don't get the big party. You don't get any of that. Be kind of be kind of weird to have uh, someone come up and play a Smash Mouth cover, <laughs> you know, right after you you told Jack. That's a great. That's a great thing. And, uh, and by the way, I'm going to be referencing this book a lot. I should get it out here uh, early. Is uh, The book Brothers by David Talbot is a very, very great look at the relationship between uh, Bobby and Jack, what he thought happened with the assassination. You know, it goes through the presidency and, and the aftermath and Bobby's assassination and the people that worked closely with them within the White House. And it's really, really interesting, fucking great information. My dad recommended it to me. It's a, it's a breezy fucking, like, it's almost like a mystery novel kind of read. It's yeah. fucking just fun listen. 
But uh, yeah, I just love thinking of you. And then <laughs> and there's a great line in that book where Jackie uh, is the, like, she, they're about to swear in, and they got the, the official photographer or whatever. And LBJ tells her to wipe the blood off her dress, and she does. And she's like, I should have fucking left it there and have them see what they did to Jack. Yeah. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Totally. Yeah, I was brutal. always surprised there's not more blood in that picture. She was sitting right next to him. Yeah. Crazy. Maybe that was a body double. Looking yeah. at you, Melania. Right. You see that shit? <laughs> no. People are accusing Melania Trump of using body doubles because she had the big sunglasses on next to Trump and the nose didn't match. So they're saying that she just like <laughs> is totally checked out. She's got a, a body double like MF Doom. <laughs> I think that was open Mike Eagles joke. But uh, yeah, do you remember when MF Doom did that? Yeah, joke? that yeah, was yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, I thought, I love that. And then Doom was just like, yeah, I did it. I'm, I'm a crazy guy. What do you want from me? Yeah, he had people go perform as him. That was fantastic. Yeah, you can do that when you wear a mask. We should wear masks so we. Oh, Don't dude. have to host these podcasts. So I could uh, I could sell seven tickets in every major metropolitan area <laughs> while I at the same time at the same time <laughs> while I sit comfortably from my home. I'm going to give you a little dossier full of uh, dead kid jokes for you to use, and no one will be the wiser. You got any plugs tonight? Come see me in Tempe, Phoenix, <laughs> and Tucson, all at 7 p.m. Yeah, how you like it? So let's go through the official story. I'm on a, I'm on Craigslist hiring Mean Boys Crisis actors. <laughs> So let's go through the official explanation of what happened to JFK. Another official about it. <laughs> he was, in 1963, ramping up for the next presidential election. He hasn't, hadn't announced he was running, but obviously he was going to fucking run. Uh, he was am already I gonna, president. Uh, do it or not? <laughs> A month later, he addressed Democratic gatherings in Boston and Philadelphia. Then on November 12th, he held the first important political planning session for the upcoming year. The importance of winning Florida and Texas, gross, was stressed, <laughs> and JFK talked about his plans to visit both states in the next two weeks. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Mrs. Kennedy came with him. Uh, Jacqueline. She's got a name. You sexist fuck. <laughs> uh, she... I call her Jacqueline Bouvier, all right? That, that guy didn't. That fuck Greek fuck. Or, you know, Jackie, Jackie Onassis. Onassis, yeah. yeah. That, that fucking... Greek motherfucker didn't cheat on her, probably. <laughs> I'm sure he did. Oh, I called him a Greek motherfucker. I, <laughs> I know nothing of the Greeks or this man. She accompanied him, or was planning to accompany him on the swing through Texas, yeah. which would be her first extended public appearance since the loss of their baby Patrick in August. I did not know that. Yeah, I had, I it's had, one of these things that kind of gets glossed over. Yeah. She had a whole fucking month. Man, did she? Yeah, it was bad times for her. So that's well, that's crazy because you see all the you see all the pictures of her, and uh, it must have. I feel like it must have been a pretty young baby because you see all the pictures of her like during the presidency, and like you you, you never remember like oh yeah, there's pregnant Jackie O, you know? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I've never that that was complete news to me. Yeah, it's also funny because you're like oh he he cheated on his pregnant wife. Yeah, what if the CIA killed the baby too? <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Like oh uh, yeah, they took an ultrasound. He's like he looks a little too charming and handsome. Yeah, this guy's really gonna fuck up the primaries in the in the late '80s. So we got to take him out. He's a communist sympathizer. You can tell by the umbilical cord. On November 21st, the president and first lady departed on Air Force One for the two-day five-city tour of Texas. Kennedy was aware that a feud among Democratic Party leaders in Texas could jeopardize his chance of winning in 64, so he planned to use the trip to bring Democrats together. We all know how that easy, how easy that is. <laughs> and uh, particularly in You're Dallas. You're only 80% right! <laughs> <laughs> we should let everything burn until everyone is 100% right like me! Uh, he 
was particularly interested in mending fences in Dallas because there was a small but vocal group of extremists who were contributing to political tensions there. They had at one point attacked U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. Adlai Stevenson in October after he made a speech there. Dude can't get a break. Adlai Stevenson loses two presidential elections to a war hero and then gets the shit beaten out of him trying to <laughs> help broker world peace. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder how. Uh, I wonder how extreme these extremists were, because uh, you probably like graded on the curve of you know what it, what progressivism was in the 1960s, and then you're like, oh, these they, they just uh, yeah, they wanted equal pay for women. What are these fucking yeah. f- fucking nerds? Come on. It was either that or they were hijacking planes and forcing them to land in Cuba. Very possible. Yeah, there was yeah. also like you know a lot of fucking just lot reg- of, lot regular of- hijackings, but they were like party hijackings where they just like. If they blow up the plane, they're going to make everyone get off so you can just, like, watch. And that's, yeah. like, the fucking layover of my dreams. Yeah, they well, they, they fucking uh, they storm the cockpit with some, like, uh, the rum teenies, and they're like, hey, <laughs> spring break! If my plane landed, and they every time they were like, all right, head to the window, we're going to blow that one up, I'd fly everywhere. I would fly to fucking Santa Monica from downtown los angeles wait i don't i didn't get what you're saying what do you what happens? well because that's what terrorism was in the 70s they would like hijack a plane but then they would just go land it somewhere and get all the passengers off and then blow it up oh blow the plane up just to, to like show what they were capable of like we uh-huh. can get to you yeah but they weren't trying to kill people i thought they would just like get like hold the hostages and like you know for ransom and shit no they, a lot of times people were trying to get to cuba Oh, okay. That was a really common thing. Like, terrorism was so common in the 70s in the United States. Uh, Bombings. Well, yeah, if you ever read that book, Nixon Land, it's fucking, you read about it and you're like, holy shit, I thought we had a lot of fucking, like, bigoted violence going on, but god damn. (laughs) Yeah, and there were a lot of terrorist bombings in the 60s and 70s. Like, the, the weather underground. Like, that was an actual group that blew shit up. They yeah, just... it was a, a Jack White's band, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, hey, That one hit, that blew up. The Jewish Defense League also, who we could do a fascinating episode about. Isn't that about... a sub-branch sub of the West Coast Avengers, the Jewish Defense League? <laughs> well, it's funny you mention that because we could do a fascinating episode about Suge Knight and the Jewish Defense League. Oh, and I believe we should. <laughs> we should, because there there is... There's a document that was released, an FBI document, about them investigating claims that rappers were being extorted for money using uh, death threats and that it was a music executive working with the Jewish Defense League. Mm-hmm. And the people who were targeted were like Easy e Tupac. I don't see any correlation there. <laughs> <laughs> and if you read it, like all the names are redacted, but it's like, that's probably Suge Knight. Like, that really sounds like Suge Knight. Dude, uh, uh, Joe Dosh, a uh, very funny comic, said it best. He is the Black Snidely Whiplash. Yeah. <laughs> Suge Knight. He's... Oh, fucking cra- crazy hijacking thing, that, or a uh, ransom thing, rather, that happened. You see Richard Branson got, like, got for, like, $2 million over, no. like, some fake ransom shit. Someone impersonating, so this is how I understand the story, someone impersonating someone within the English government was like, hey, Richard... Uh, someone's being held hostage. They want a two million dollar ransom. We we don't usually do this, and this is our officially against our policy. But this is very sensitive. We need this person back. Well, if we can borrow the money from you, the British government will find a way to pay you back. Uh, please, just for the service of the crown. He's like, no worries, I got you. And he sends it over, and then it would just he got Nigerian prince, is how I understand it. Hello. 
Just, I, just a fucking suspected spam call. He answers it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, eight, 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 eight. Yeah, nothing, nothing fishy there. Nothing weird about that. Hey, let's get back to talking about JFK. Uh, the first stop of his Texas trip was in San Antonio, which arguably went way better than most of the other. <laughs> Most of the other trips. <laughs> when you when you love to getting back in the way, I uh, I feel like I had a uh, tough speech out there. <laughs> On the morning of November twenty second, nineteen sixty three, he began his day with light rain and thousands of people lined up outside his hotel in Fort Worth. How did they know what hotel he was staying at? Jesus, that's weird. Oh, I mean, people the people have been able to figure that shit out forever. I mean, yeah. and also if you're the president. There's probably only so many hotels in Fort Worth where a president would stay, too. Yeah, like, like I figure you'd just go like the nicest one, but uh, also you'd probably like, oh, the one that all has all the black limousines circling around it, or, you know, yeah. like all the people from the airport. I uh, I just uh, finished Hillary Clinton's book, and she'd talk about how people, like, when uh, they, they'd find out that Hillary was staying at her t- hotel, they would, like, leave messages for her taped on the wall and shit. So it's like, you know, it's like find outable. Yeah. I, I guess that's a more modern example, but yeah, that was a great. That was also a great stunt in Jackass. Is when they have that fucking poster on the wall, and they're like, "Oh, I saw the Jackass yeah. guys are staying here." And then it's just the giant <laughs> comes out and hits <laughs> one of the face. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. All those Jackass movies, I fucking love, dude. It's some of the best comedy ever made. It really is. It's truly magical. Yeah. So he uh, he started that morning in Fort Worth. He addressed the crowd. Connor, do you want to take that? There are. Uh, no faint hearts and fate and foot. I, it's really it's you know, really bad. You know you know what uh, you know. I don't do a good. I don't do like I, I I can do a couple voices and then people think like oh well, how about let's hear your you know fucking bumblebee man and I'm like I don't really have a bumblebee man. I just kind of do like Bill Clinton and Alex Jones kind of and I'm I'm basically just doing a shit mayor mayor Quimby but uh, I can do a, a kind of a better Bobby Kennedy but all right there are uh, no faint hearts in Fort Worth. And I uh, appreciate your being here this morning. Mrs. Kennedy is organizing herself. It takes longer, but of course she looks better than we uh, when she does it. I'm, uh, I don't want... Sexist pig. I definitely uh, or I don't want to uh, bang uh, or anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> the, whole, the whole thing with the Kennedy impression is just the placement of the... Er, uh, 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 eh. So... Robbery. <laughs> <laughs> So he had a few more talks that morning in Fort Worth, and then they leave for Love <laughs> Love Field in Dallas, Texas. Wake, Great wake, city, nudge, by the nudge. way. <laughs> Great city. I did a show there last Halloween. How do you fucking or, uh, love Dallas? How do you uh, like them apples, Connolly? <laughs> uh, the motorcade. They went by motorcade to Carswell Air Force Base for the thirteen minutes. Did you go, did you go to Dealey Plaza? I didn't, and I don't know why. Yeah, that, Adam. I, that, what? I, I didn't even think about it. That's so, you, like, you were wearing the official, like, uh, fucking hat of the guy that goes to Dealey Plaza to and take the, the picture. Oh, oh, you know why? Because we were supposed to be in Dallas for two days. Oh. But we had a, it was on the Portugal The Man Tour, uh-huh. and they had a day, or we had a day off, and I found out they were going to Roswell. Oh. So I was like, I'm fucking going to Roswell. That was gonna, that was gonna be you. my counter example. Is like you, you're passing through Roswell, New Mexico, and you yeah. don't want to see any aliens. I was literally about to say that, and that's so funny that was yeah. So that that's excuse. why I didn't have time in Dallas because then when I got to Dallas, I had the show that night, and then we left 
the next day. I mean, we had some barbecue, of course, but yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go take my uh, my uh, my new uh, pho- uh, photo journalism project where I just do uh, tasteless Snapchat filters in front of uh, American tragedy landmarks. Where <laughs> I go, I'll go stand on the X with the dog ears. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be a bunch in L.A. Chet uh, lives right behind the where the Black Dahlia. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I know found. the uh, the hotel where Bobby Kennedy was shot has since been torn down, and that bummed me out. I actually heard Bill Burr talking about that forever ago, and I was like, "Fuck, I would have liked to have gone and seen that ballroom." But uh, yeah. yeah, they tore down the Nazi compound in Santa Monica too. They did. Yeah. I know. I mean, that's a little better, but I mean, yeah, still, <laughs> that's yeah. Probably, after, probably a good move. After World War II ended, they immediately tore it down. Seventy-one years later. Yeah, uh, but the the infrastructure and layout of Santa Monica lives on as a testament to. <laughs> The fucking uh, perils of fascism. <laughs> I was just talking about how much I hate that place before we left. Shit. Oh, here's what I was thinking: is if there's like a modern assassination, like say like Trump gets shot, you know, which I don't think would I, you know, as much as I hate the guy, I think you, I, it's I don't want always anyone, a bad thing. Don't want anybody to get. Sh- it's always it's never good. Never shakes Your out. President positively. getting assassinated is always bad. Yeah, that doesn't. That, n- no ending to that is great. Uh, but I just think it's funny that the only only footage is a person doing that thing where they put the Snapchat filter on somebody else, like sneakily. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't see the exit wound because there's a dog ear in the way and then as his mouth goes agape when the fucking blood drains from his eyes and his fucking skull leaks out onto his big long tie the tongue flaps out of the Snapchat filter and then we have to add this is the Zapruder film for the fucking millennial generation you, you see in that moment just the death of western civilization and the ideals of the history and just like okay well yeah we just we live in a uh, fucking police state because this guy had to go uh, get a bunch of retweets for his <laughs> sneaky snaps. Uh, <laughs> that would be pretty great. Yeah, that's a little fantasy I had in the car on the drive over. <laughs> <laughs> so they flew to Dallas, which takes 13 minutes from Fort Worth. But hey, that's fine. Uh, so and since I it ever, was uh, got things to do, <laughs> and by things I mean secretaries. <laughs> since it wasn't raining anymore, they took the plastic bubble top off of the motorcade. Probably not a great idea. And the procession left the airport and traveled along a 10-mile route that wound through downtown Dallas on the way to the trademark where the president was scheduled to speak at a luncheon. That sounds like a made-up business from King of the Hill. Yeah, it sounds like a dollar Bobby. store. We're going to trademark, Bobby. The car turned off Main Street at Dealey Plaza around 12.30 p.m. as it was passing the Texas School Book Depository. Gunfire rang out. Bullets struck the president's neck and head, and he slumped over toward Mrs. Kennedy. The, govern- the governor was also hit in the chest. Who, which, what was the name of the governor that was hit? Uh, Connolly. Yeah. And the car, you know, obviously sped off to park. Everyone knows this part. You've seen the movie? Yeah. You've seen the movie. We've seen he the get, footage. He gets shot, and they speed off. It's very dramatic footage. Oh, yeah. It's uh, fucking harrowing. <laughs> yeah. There's so many things about it that, like, even now when you watch it, you're like, why? Why? Like, why were they even driving? Like, they didn't secure anything. Like, it's such a crazy story. It we'll is. Get yeah. Into well, and it's all. all it. Yeah, and it's also just like he wanted to, you know, as a show of confidence. He was like, you know, he's where the people were questioning his fucking chances in the next election. He's like, I'm gonna, uh, we're gonna show him, we're gonna win Texas again, and uh, we're gonna make black people people for realsies. And I yeah. have a whole plan for the world, you know. And then, yeah, it was just kind of the. Uh, the uh, arrogance, but uh, yeah, or or was it, or was the CIA just like, oh yeah, we checked the buildings, <laughs> the buildings are great, <laughs> nothing going on in there. Uh, I'll tell you, what we got in those buildings a lot of big fans, Mister President. You're gonna have a great day. 
So, yeah, they, they took him to the hospital. Obviously, he didn't live. Uh, a priest was summoned to administer the last rites, and at about 1 p.m., JFK was pronounced dead. Governor Connolly was seriously wounded, but did recover. The president's body was brought to Love Field and placed on Air Force One. Before the plane took off, a grim-faced LBJ, accompanied by Mrs. Kennedy, took that famous postcard photo. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the classic owns now. sunny postcard picture. I got to hang that up. It's still in my car. But yeah, look at the, like, it's like, this is so brutal. Like this, look at that woman. Yeah. <laughs> that poor fucking nice woman. It blows my mind that of all the LBJ, like, is that the only moment they could put on a postcard? You're going to mail that to your family? They had a shitload of postcards, but that was like sitting, oh. yeah, that was like sitting on the carousel. And I was like, well, for $1.29, I'm going to need to own one of these. Absolutely. You should have mailed a few out. Yeah. So less than an hour or less than an hour earlier before all this happened, police had arrested Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh, this is an hour earlier before JFK finally died. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they didn't arrest him now he before is, he's, JFK uh, no, was cl- shot or cl- did they clarify this? He's like Ted Cruz's uncle, right? I'm pretty sure. I think so. Yeah, yeah. he's okay. uh, or a father or something like that. Gra- yeah. Uh, God- Godfather. Something yeah. Like that. Uh, Police had arrested Lee Harvey Oswald, a recently hired employee at the Texas School Book Depository. He was being held for the assassination of President Kennedy and the fatal shooting shortly afterward of Patrolman J.D. Tippett on a Dallas street. He's a guy that you forget about a lot in all this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they they finally found Oswald in a movie theater. Yeah. And that's where this other shooting happened. Or, no, the, did they arrest him in the movie theater? Uh, I think they arrested him in the movie theater, and I think the, he got shot like outside of a car, or he, he was stopped in his car. Oh, it says it right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, less than an hour after Kennedy was assassinated, Tippett had stopped Oswald, who shot him at point-blank range. Oswald was a 24-year-old former Marine who had defected to the Soviet Union and returned to the U.S. the year before. I mean, even if it wasn't point-blank range, Oswald would have hit him, because as we know, he is an expert marksman. He really can land a shot. Who who, who pulled off the crime of the century using a, a rifle that I think cost like 89 cents <laughs> yeah. and a couple like uh, uh, school bonus box tops. It's like a fucking in the Sears mail. rifle. <laughs> yeah, he got that he got in the back of a comic book uh, with his x-ray specs. <laughs> It was like a mail order rifle. I think that you, you like had to yeah. assemble yourself and shit. Yeah, I, yeah, it was. Do um, they have that gun? Can you like? Is that gun in a museum somewhere? Is that rifle? And, uh, let's let's see. Because like I, they didn't throw it into a vat of acid after that happened. I wonder if it's in the. I don't know if they would put it in the JFK library. <laughs> that seems like a little. <laughs> insane. It's kind of like Jesus and the but cross. But I wonder if it's in back. the depository. Oh, maybe because they do have that area like it's kind of sealed off, and there's that's the fucking <coughs> great Bill Hicks joke where he's like, "I went to the uh, the Texas School Book Depository, and it's like, oh yeah, it was just like it was on that day, no shooter." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, it doesn't really say. Remained in the possession of the FBI for a few years. Yeah, I imagine like the Warren Commission. Oh. Uh, There's a replica on display at the Sixth Floor Museum in Dallas, uh, but the rifle and pistol are now kept in a secure location within the National Archives and Records Administration Building in College Park, Maryland. Oh, uh, dude, man, uh, you gotta! I, I just want to work my way up as a fucking paper pusher so I can get to the point where I'm like, can I see the rifle? Can I just go <laughs> yeah. touch the gun? That can I take a picture with it? Can I take a selfie with the <laughs> one of the most significant weapons of all time? 
So this is a the the morning after Oswald was arrested. Obviously, he was murdered by Jack Ruby. Let's watch some old timey news footage. Erupt anew in Dallas as President Kennedy's accused assassin is shot down himself during a jail transfer. There's an ominous symbol in Lee Harvey Oswald's murder weapon as he is taken to the city jail basement where an. It's like a video game where they just have the weapon you're using (laughs) floating above your head. Yeah. His assailant moves in from the right. It's just funny that that's how, like, evidence handling was, was done back then. That's so crazy. Now, yeah. from another camera, the motion is slowed. The murderer moves in, and here is the shame of all America as Jack Rubenstein takes the law under himself. I think maybe the government killing JFK was the shame of all America. <laughs> yeah, right. But... Doctors work to save his life. Or just that America killed the president. After the president's death, his accused slayer is dead. Lee Harvey Oswald is 24? Yeah. God, that is how old I am. And was, I, really, I really haven't made my, my mark on the world. Yeah, he was getting <laughs> by shit comparison. done yeah. by your age, goddammit. That's mm, a, uh, a little embarrassing. The assailant who shot Lee Harvey Oswald, obviously, was Jack Ruby. I did not know this. In the video, they call him Jack Rubenstein. Mm-hmm. I thought his last name was just Ruby. Me too. That's a great fucking King of the Hill joke is when Dale is like, uh, well, how do I know it's Jack Ruby's hat? Okay. What colors does it come in? (laughs) (laughs) It's the fucking best show ever. That is a really good show. So this is where the the conspiracies start, obviously. Those are the the official events. There are people who believe that Oswald was killed in order to stop him from revealing a larger conspiracy. And there is that famous line where someone asks him about it. Is it publicly? And he, he says, I'm a patsy. Basically. Oh, Jack Ruby? No, it was let me see if I can find that clip. Wait, who said who said they were a patsy? Here we go. Whoa. This is This is like during his like uh on the twenty second, the same day. Oh, when he's like he was being arrested. interviewed by the by the cops. I like some legal representation. These police officers have not allowed me to, to have any. I uh, I don't know what this is all about. Kill the president. How do I get the Sir? I work in that building. Were you in the building at the time? Naturally, if I work in that building, yes, sir. Back up, man. Did you shoot the president? No, they're taking me in because of the fact that I live in the Soviet Union. I'm just a patsy. Mmm. Ooh, damn. I don't disbelieve him. I mean, I... Yeah. I mean, there's a reason this conspiracy theory has hung around as long as it has. Yeah. And it's because there's a lot of weird shit about it, especially as it pertains... To Oswald and his ability to commit this fucking crime. Well, yeah, and it's, uh, I mean, uh, the, like they've done fucking, like the recreations of the window, and like sometimes people say they can get the shots off, sometimes they say they can't. I mean, people say it's a piece of shit rifle. There's six, uh, you know, three shots in six seconds. People say they heard more shots. It's like, I don't know. And then between that and all the geopolitical fucking hands in the cookie jar swirling around everywhere, it's like there's so many, there's like, 15-somethings, so I feel like it's not nothing. Right. You know? So on November 29th, Lyndon Johnson appointed the President's Commission on the Assassination of President Kennedy, and as we all know now, it came to be known as the Warren Commission. 
because the chairman was Earl Warren, Chief Justice of the United States. And Johnson directed the commission to evaluate matters relating to the assassination and the subsequent killing of the alleged assassin and to report its findings and conclusions to him. In 1964, the Warren Commission concluded President Kennedy was killed by a lone assassin, Oswald, while three other investigations in 68, 75, and 78, 79 confirmed the commission's conclusion that JFK had been killed by two shots from behind. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So let's get into some of the things that are, are weird about the official explanation of what happened yeah because i mean the the one kind of prevailing theory within 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 a lot of the theories is that the warren commission is just like america was uh pretty bummed they they wanted a nice tidy ending to all of this right you know and which makes sense i mean i don't i wouldn't put that past the cia or you know the and it's probably not uh untrue like, yeah i mean i don't this is one of those things where it's like do you want to know the truth like when Gorbachev, when Glasnost happened, and he was like, you want to know what Russia's up to? I'll tell you. And people were like, ooh, <laughs> this is bad what times. Is, at, the, at the risk of sounding like a dullard, what is Glasnost? It was uh, when Gorbachev, near the end of his run in the Soviet Union, he put this policy of transparency and shit in place where the government wasn't as secretive anymore, and they started telling people about the past, and... Uh, people who fucking love Stalin found out Stalin, I don't know, killed hundreds of thousands of people in their small part of the Soviet Union. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's one of the things that eventually kind of collapsed the Soviet Union. When yeah, it- Gorbachev is a fucking uh, weird motherfucker. Anyway. Yeah. So let's talk about the magic bullet. Because Oswald fired just three bullets in Dallas. What's what's fucking great about this is that uh, <laughs> this is now a a, a kitchen product. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, it is. Like, like the thing used to justify the, the largest the, the alleged lie ever the, foisted upon the American public is like, a great way for smoothies when you're in a rush. <laughs> I, I used the magic bullet this morning to make a kale shake, and I'm, I was making it, and I was like, I got to go over my notes, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I like to think that there's a government, like a, a, a wing of the government that's just creating products that they can put out to the public for <laughs> SEO purposes. Oh, yeah. So now when you Google Magic Bullet, you just get that fucking thing. That's so funny, to bury all the truth. Completely buries history on the 10th page of Google Yeah, I went to that, uh, that burger place in Japan. They got the two sizes, fat man and little boy. <laughs> I don't know which one, I, which one do I want. I don't know. The uh, So, yeah, he fired three bullets in Dallas, but he killed JFK and badly wounded Governor John Connolly, who was sitting in front of the president. The Warren Commission came up with the single bullet theory to explain how Oswald did so much damage with just three rounds. Oh, uh, actually, I forgot. I just ordered a uh, a new Gulf of Tonkin incident nonstick <laughs> pan. Guaranteed never to stick. Great for flapjacks and scrambled <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to think of another uh, confirmed uh, false flag. To... <laughs> that was a good one. Yep, that was a good one. I- I'm done. I'm done with that, that riff. Don't know enough about history to do anymore. <laughs> So the magic bullet theory basically goes that both men were hit by a single bullet, which entered JFK's upper back, exited his... His pussy and his crack. (laughs) (laughs) Exited his throat, and then struck Connolly, breaking a rib and shattering his wrist, 
and finally coming to rest in his thigh. Yeah. Skeptics say the trajectory was fanciful and renamed it the magic bullet theory. And this is just one of the things that conspiracy theorists point to as as this maybe being a cover up of some sort. When you when you just visualize the path of that bullet mentally, it, it doesn't remind you when Bugs Bunny goes like digging around America or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, does that make a left turn at Albuquerque or any Uber driver trying to find my apartment <laughs> building? <laughs> yes, it's like, Dude, are you being chased by the police right now? What I, the fuck? I took uh, I took I got an Uber ride from one of those guys who just has like every accent at once. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't really put a finger on it, but uh, he didn't realize that I was taking an Uber pool, and he didn't understand the pool function. So he just kept. He kept getting routed to where the other people were supposed to go to pick him up, and then he wouldn't get, or he wouldn't. Get, and I'd be like, "No, you. I, I'm going here." And then it basically, I just it was not a funny story. He's a bad Uber driver. Sounds like chaos. Yeah. So yeah, this is the the magic bullet theory is one big component of all the JFK conspiracies, as is the Grassy Knoll. You always hear about the Grassy Knoll and people who say there was another shot That's fired. right, the Grassy Knoll, uh, Dallas's hottest new eatery. <laughs> uh, we got uh, buffalo, everything. They just need to do cool shit at Dealey Plaza all the time. I wonder if they do. Dealey Plaza they- would be a good name for like, uh, like, a, like, a, like, a, like an army surplus store that just sells like, you know... Uh, government destabilization supplies. I'm like, ooh, I'll get a Mylar blanket and some loose ammunition at Dealey Plaza. Have you ever been to an Army surplus store? Oh, Adam, Those are the coolest yeah, fucking I things. I fucking love the Army surplus store, Oh, dude. they're so fucking great. It's like sporting goods stores of war. Like, I was thinking about, like, I was, yeah, when I, fantas- I was fantasizing about having money, I, 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 was, uh, I realized how broke I was because I was, I was uh, staying with a, f- a friend out on the road, and then I, I opened up the cabinet and I was like, wow, this motherfucker's got all the spices. If this guy needs <laughs> cumin or red pepper or g- ground ginger at two in the morning, he is set. But uh, I was, I think the first thing I would get into would probably sadly be doomsday prep. <laughs> you know, I'd be like, nah, I need to get like a big duffel bag full of jerky and like some, you know, some good, good thick socks. <laughs> I at least once a week now think, I got to just buy a bunch of bottled water and just have it here. Yeah, absolutely. I never do it. Like, I have that thought as if it's the most radical idea, Mm. just buying water and not drinking it. Like, I just need to fucking order it. As as it it stands right now, I have a a Civil War saber I got at a comic book expo (laughs) and a toy crossbow that's actually pretty deadly. I got at a swap meet in Chino. So uh, I figure I'll just... uh, I'll just acquire the rest uh, the old-fashioned way. <laughs> I've already got a mohawk. I'm cut out for the wasteland. Yeah, you'll but be fine. The grassy knoll. So the grassy knoll. Most conspiracy theories pivot around the idea that Oswald wasn't acting alone. And when the president was hit by the bullet that killed him, the motorcade was passing a grassy knoll on the north side of Elm Street. What a nightmare, am I right? <laughs> Hey, because it was on Elm Street, guys. What fucking guy decided? I guess I guess Noel is a better word for small hill. (laughs) But I feel like if it wasn't for that, there's certain words that you don't hear in in context without the other words, and like Noel is one of them. Where it's like (laughs) I feel like this was Noel's big break. I feel like if it was for this, it would just be some shit you'd read in The Hobbit and be like, "What is that? Oh, I guess it's like a hill, you know?" Yeah. Does it have to have stuff on it? Like, does is that what? Can I just can there be a bare Noel? Yeah. Can it be a dirty Noel? Like a dusty knoll? Hey, if there's grass on the knoll, play ball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hell yeah. 
so uh yeah the the president was hit by the bullet that killed him the motorcade was passing allegedly <laughs> the grassy knoll on the north side of elm street newspaper photographs record that shortly after the shooting police arrested three tramps found in a railroad car behind the knoll that is 1960s as shit. Right I'm, I, when, I, when I hear three tramps, I'm picturing the robbers from home alone. Anybody else? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's one of the, the things that people point to is the men were actually clean shaven and well dressed. They had like clean hands. And the speculation is that they were actually working for the CIA and were not hobos or tramps. I do, I do like the idea of like some fucking. Like uh, squared off buzz cut, like super like nineteen sixties hard ass CIA dude being like, "Can I borrow a quarter? I need <laughs> to take the bus. I'm homeless." <laughs> Just trying to act like a like a vagrant. Yeah, there's like a very specific look to the the dudes on the grassy knoll, and when you see it, yeah, what was the. Uh, I gotta find. You thinking of Umbrella Man or no? Uh, there's a Chicago Bears coach that just was the embodiment mark tressman and this guy just has that oh that's not a good picture of him yeah he's got the hat but he he's has got that, that like that buzz cut in the glasses dude fucking like bob haldeman like nixon's uh chief of staff staff haldeman you know yeah nixon very similar to alex jones i just realized uh yeah, he's got just that. If you want to, if you want to picture what that guy looks like, it's also exactly what my uh, maternal grandfather looks like. Nice old picture of him. So yeah, the tramps who were arrested on the grassy knoll did not look like tramps. And there's and, not... then, and then they pre- performed a quick choreographed musical number <laughs> to much acclaim from the arresting officers, and we're free to go. <laughs> and there's not much. You don't hear much. Oh, I'm just a tramp <laughs> with nothing but scamps, and we're hanging out on the knoll. <laughs> You don't hear much about them after, like, there, there's nothing in the official record. There's nothing to <laughs> see here. Lay. And he, he lifts up his hat that's, like, got the, the top of it flaps open, you know, and a, <laughs> a, a, a fucking tuna skeleton falls out of it, and he's like, tramps! <laughs> so that's uh, the grassy knoll. Is There's a lot of different theories about who might have been on the grassy knoll. Uh, people we'll think, it was, uh, uh, think it was Bush 41. Yeah, it's a popular one. Bush is a really popular pick. There's a great documentary about the Bushes and the JFK assassination. Oh yeah, well, there's also uh, when when Bush 41 speaks at the uh, Gerald Ford funeral, I believe it is. He uh, he goes, uh, when uh, when uh, John F. Kennedy was uh, gunned down by a crazed lone assassin, <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of he kind of giggles, and everyone's <laughs> like, "What uh, what, what's funny, Mr. President?" <laughs> yeah, that's huh? that's dark. I can't do Bush 41. <laughs> Let's talk about Rafael Cruz. I got to get every president down by the end of the, I got to get every 20th century president yeah. impression. Start with Lincoln. Oh, uh, I used to have a bit about that because I found out my family lent a bunch. This is like my like first six months of comedy. I found out my family like lent money to Andrew Jackson because I'm probably like, I, I was like looking into it. I'm like, I'm like, you can see how many McSpans are in the Civil War. And it's like, OK, 17 for the Confederacy and like four for the Union. I don't love those odds. <laughs> but yeah, we had, we had a gunpowder Sam McSpadden, as he was nicknamed, uh, gave Andrew Jackson a shitload of gunpowder during one fight. And I just like remember like thinking like wishing I could have the speech like I'd like to thank the McSpadden family for making this trail of tears possible. And then being like, ah, this may or may not be a good Andrew Jackson impression. <laughs> and that was Connor trying to be relatable at age 18 <laughs> with his stand-up uh so let's talk about rafael cruz 
Let's. During the most recent presidential campaign, Donald Trump insinuated that Senator Ted Cruz's father was connected to the assassinations. His comments were based on a photo in the fucking National Enquirer. Very legitimate paper. Which the tabloid claims shows Rafael Cruz distributing leaflets with Oswald just months before he murdered the president. I, I think we can agree. Rafael Cruz is a pretty cool name. It's a fantastic name. That's like a great name for like a Mission Impossible villain. Let's see if we can find this photo. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if it was in the National Enquirer. Oh. Oh. Hey. Hey, look at that. Are we sure these aren't just like Mormons? That uh... it's Ted Cruz's dad handing out leaflets with Lee Harvey Oswald. Ooh, that's a that's what, a. What we that looked one? at we looked at a picture that we <laughs> yeah. didn't realize was a gif, and then it went gif on us, and we were all ee, ooh, wow. And it's a gif where a, a face changes. So I suppose I suppose that's Rafael Cruz now. Yeah. Ah. Oh, let's see Rafael Cruz in 2013, up on top right. Yeah, okay, I buy yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's interesting because that's one of those things because it comes from Trump. You just immediately write off every single word of it as nonsense, but Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting that he was there. It doesn't it obviously is, yeah. doesn't mean he killed <laughs> President Kennedy, and I think Ted Cruz did come out I pretty mean, much right away and say, "Yeah, I never denied that my dad knew Lee Harvey Oswald." Or I I don't Dude. I, Yeah. How fucked up and incestuous is American politics, really? Like, there's little things like this all over the goddamn place. Yeah. Uh, so Trump seized on the story to attack Cruz because they were, this is when Ted Cruz still thought he had a chance to win. And uh, this is Trump's quote. I mean, what was he doing? What was he, what was he doing with Oswald shortly before the death, before the shooting? Ted Cruz in the press quickly responded. Now let's be clear, this is nuts. This now, is now now let's be clear. This is nuts. <laughs> this is not a reasonable position. This is just kooky. He that would okay. use the fucking word kooky. Yeah, I the, the worst thing about Ted Cruz, uh, does, all the, the homophobic uh, the, the policy on his uh, you know, uh, legislative w- wish list not uh, withstanding is that he had player of iPhone games in his Twitter bio <laughs> to try to humanize himself and I was like, "You dildo, <laughs> shut the fuck up." I don't give a I don't give a shit that you like angry birds you'd f- the fucking melting bigot. Okay. Cruz also said, "I guess I should just go ahead and admit. Yes, my dad killed JFK. He is secretly Elvis and Jimmy Hoffa's buried in his backyard. What if all those things are true?" Uh that would be super uh super <laughs> bad for the Elvis estate. Oh yeah, I went to Graceland and you have to pay to get in. So I just kind of looked at Graceland from the outside. <laughs> And then I got a fried chicken across the street. It was fun. It looks like it would be kind of shitty inside. I mean, it's a house from the 70s. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know, like, how much money, like, yeah, you're not going to be so rich that you didn't think, like, too much shag and plaid was a bad idea. Yeah. So there's also the the CIA is involved. So we're, we're going to get into a long list of conspiracies well we should talk about the zapruder film first right yeah yeah that's probably good uh that's the one piece of evidence that kind of convinces people that someone else was involved i uh i made a i made a pretty funny mistake talking conspiracy theories with someone one time where i was talking we were talking about kennedy and i was like 
Well, yeah, I mean, if you look at the uh, the Patterson footage, and that's actually the uh, famous tape of Bigfoot where he like turns his head. <laughs> so there's a, a brief moment where this guy who I was talking, I happen to be talking to a very smart person, which is a, a very bad move. And he, there's a brief moment where he thought that I thought that Bigfoot killed JFK. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, "You mean the Zapruder film?" And I was like, "I do mean the Zapruder film." Yeah, uh, that fucking uh, Zamboni footage or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that shit's wild, dude. Let's watch it quick. There's no sound. How has no one ever put... Oh, yeah, well, you could put just bullet by the misfits. Yeah. And that would be... <laughs> suck, 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 Jackie, suck. Right, Jackie. Boom! He's hit once. That's the throat. And then... Oh! yeah, yeah. This is, like, weird. It's like, this is, like, the, the one, like, murder that, like... Probably every ten year old has seen. Yeah. Oh, well, probably and more it's now. Graphic. It's a rough one, indeed, yeah. I mean, and then Jackie fucking going to pick up the fucking pieces of brain on the, the car. It's just ugh. Yeah. Brutal. So let's watch it again. Yeah, there's that moment where he passes in front of the sign and you don't see the first shot. But he's already clearly very injured there. And then that second shot just explodes. Yeah, and that uh, that sign was actually recently put up to promote the uh, CIA Flowers Emporium. (laughs) Nothing to see here but great flower arrangements. Call 1-800-BULLSHIT. Oh, let's watch the... Call 1-800-INFOWARS.FUCK.EDU for your discount today. This is is long, but this is... uh, There's a magic bullet recreation that you can go watch. My favorite part about the show is watching uh, Connor and Adam uh, look at YouTube videos I have no way of seeing <laughs> line up with the actual discussion. Oh, we can link to them. They can watch it. But yeah, so if you've never seen it, go out and watch the Zapruder film. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I did. You you still haven't seen uh, the King's Speech? Check it out. All right. <laughs> well, I just people tell me about how good the Zapruder film is, and it's just like, I get it. Yeah. It's like Rick and Morty. I just don't. You just, you don't... You, I, I, you, you, it's been Morty, told to me I, too I much. I killed the president, Morty. It, this is bad, Morty. Oh. <laughs> another, I do a pretty good Rick. Yeah, that was a pretty good Rick. Wubble up a CIA! <laughs> <laughs> the Zapruder film was recorded with an 8mm camera by a Dallas dressmaker <laughs> and <laughs> amateur filmmaker Abraham Zapruder. Whoa, Abraham's a, a boy's name. This guy made dresses? Yeah, that's what? why I was chuckling, because I'm very masculine. Yeah. And the idea of him being a dressmaker threatens that masculinity. It does, yeah. yeah. And I want to lash out with words, so right. I, I, don't, I don't have to confront the feelings dwelling deep within my own heart. Precisely. And for those of you uh, inequipped to uh, digest uh, irony <laughs> in an audio form, go check out the uh, many photos of me in drag <laughs> available all over the internet. Or some of the ones of me kissing dudes. Those are funny, too. Uh, the the Zapruder film has been, I, I would say, accurately described as the most important 26 seconds of film ever recorded and has become one of the great cultural icons of our time. That was until uh, Kim Kardashian leaked the Taylor Swift conversation about the uh, line about her and Kanye West famous. Right, right. Now, that is our Zapruder film. It was very recently usurped. <laughs> Zapruder, this is weird. Uh, they showed the Zapruder films of the FBI. And She's the a lizard Service. that they've created to sell lattes. <laughs> All right, sorry. And uh, they left the original copy with Zapruder. And Fucking weird move. Yeah. Very weird move. And he, in turn, gave it to Life magazine out of respect for the Kennedy family? Give it to them. 
Yeah, I get. I mean, maybe they maybe they're like, ah, we uh, don't uh, super want this. <laughs> It's like, uh, kind of uh, awkward. It's like catching a 500th home run ball and you don't give it back to the guy who hit the home run. That's just a dick move. Dude, if I catch a 500th home run ball, you better goddamn believe it's going up to the highest bidder. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll sell it back to the guy. Oh, I will. Yeah, I'll, I'll sell it back to whoever has the most money. And that is it. <laughs> I do not give a hot fuck about baseball. I'm So, the yeah, they, they left the original Zapruder film with Zapruder and the magazine published like split second stills from it in a special issue a week after the shooting but the f- the full film I never knew this was kept under wraps from the public for 12 years until Geraldo Rivera showed it in 1975 I know it's fucking it's a shame that he got that scoop uh, right, fucking Geraldo. There's a guy. I, I I hate that guy, but uh, he, there's a great fucking clip of him holding a an untorn Woodstock ticket. And he's holding it up like this, and he's like, "No, this is the actual ticket." And then, <laughs> and he's just, and the ticket breaks, and then you see his face behind it, and he's just like, ah! So the fact that they kept it from the public just fueled conspiracy theories that the government had something to hide. Yeah, And despite being one of the most analyzed, watched, and talked about films of all time, Zapruder, who died in 1970, never profited from it himself, which seems morbid to me that he would expect to. But also at the same time, if it's like the key piece of evidence in one of the biggest investigations of all time, maybe... Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think it's kind of cool that he just, you know, gave it to the magazine, didn't like try to fucking hoard it out. Like if I, if I caught that five hundred baseball, baseball, I'd hoard it out. Uh, but if you know, if I got you know footage of you know whoever getting shot, I'd probably, I'd probably give that up for free. <laughs> yeah. But in nineteen ninety, I almost wonder if they like sequestered it for twelve years to like, all right, let's uh, wait till people stop giving a shit about this. Uh, yeah, that did not happen. Yeah. In nineteen ninety nine, the government agreed to pay the Zapruder family sixteen million dollars to preserve the film in the National Archives. So, uh, we should, should we pause there? We're at right around an hour. Okay, should we, should we wrap this one up? Yeah, way? yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is going to be, like we said, a two-part episode, so we're going to pause here, and uh, by pause, I mean end for a week, and yep. then you'll come back next week, and we'll come back. Uh, so, we're going to continue this next week. We're going to talk about some of the uh, some of the weirder JFK conspiracies. Yeah, now that you guys have got a, a lot of your general ed out of the way. So yeah, so next week, that's the we have just given you the history of the JFK assassination. We're going to come back next week, talk about some of the theories, and I think talk about the, the two that we believe the most. Yeah. Because this is one of those conspiracy theories that is not unbelievable at all. And the, the actual crime itself is such like if it happened the way they say it happened it's such a feat oh it's yeah. so amazingly that, like, impressive that, like if if it was just lee harvey oswald this is the moon landing of being a piece of shit <laughs> yeah so all right let's uh let's wrap it up this is going up next week what do we have to plug 
There's uh, uh there's a live podcast October 28th at the Hollywood Hotel. Come to that. You're goddamn right there is. Me and uh, Keith Carey will be on there. I listen to me and Keith on the Mean Boys podcast. Edit that out, Brett. I did it for you. <laughs> Saved you a trip. Uh, Minneapolis uh, fucking people. I'm uh, headlining the Comedy Corner Underground. Uh, Love that place. Place rules. I actually vandalized an unpop sticker there with a uh, hashtag Team Connor. Oh, I put room. that sticker over uh, some other piece of shit's podcast sticker. Oh, dude, I love that this is just, uh, I'll come back and I'll put some Mean Boy stickers over that and we can just, yeah. uh, until it's an inch thick. Uh, so <laughs> I'm headlining there uh, November 3rd and 4th. Uh, please come to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, San Diego Peeps, November 19th, I'm headlining the American Comedy Company in San Diego. I haven't been there in a while. Fucking love that place. Uh, come to either of those shows. Very nice. And uh, yeah, let's get the fuck out of here and we'll be back next week. Connor, say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. We love you.